Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. You don't need to justify your reasoning or personal details with negotiating back and forth. Focus on the offer, the salary and the benefits, and think about why the company's lucky to have you. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, You'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. These talks will include both career advice as well as a look at the industry itself and its practices. Kelly May, and she will be um, delivering the talk today, Take the Stress Out of Negotiation. So Kelly, Kelly has spent most of her career in tech, and has been in product management for about seven, eight years. She loves collaborating cross-functionally, directed discovery, org design, creating product roadmaps, solving problems, and pitching the vision of the product every day. She grew up in Utah and absolutely loves the mountains. She spends her free time either with her partner and two girls or in the mountains, biking, trail running, or hiking. She also loves eating good food, reading, college football, and traveling. Here you are, Kelly. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate the intro and excited to kick this off. So let's go. Awesome. Like I was introduced as, I'm going to talk about the taking stress out of negotiation. Um, I feel like negotiation is a topic that is really important, but it's something that can bring a lot of anxiety. So I just kind of want to open the door, talk about different things. So current stats, I love starting with data. Things that never cease to amaze me, but diving into data just always gives you so much insight into the current state of things and how we can improve. So current stats, only 39% of people negotiate a job offer. And when you tie that to women, the majority of women, 60% of women say they never negotiated with an employer over pay. Blows my mind. What's even more interesting is that 72% of women said that they would leave an employer to get a salary bump. So you're seeing like that discrepancy a little bit of, okay, people have never negotiated an offer, but they feel like they're worth more and they're willing to leave and go somewhere else to get paid more because they may not be feeling like they're valued in that, in this area. Other point, uh, According to labor statistics data, um, and this is from 2020, I'd have to go and get updated numbers for 2021, but women's earnings were 82% of men's. And that can vary obviously state to state. In Utah, it's actually much lower than that. Um, The gap is even wider for women of color and minorities. So we still have a gap there, which is just unfair. This one really blows my mind. By not negotiating at four jobs, At the beginning of your career, women are leaving an estimated of a million to a million and a half dollars on the table over their lifetime of their career. That's mind blowing. And this one means a lot to me because this is the type of money that then can get more women into investing, Um, more women across higher level jobs, higher level management, C-suite, so many more opportunities open up. Um, But leaving this amount of money on the table um, is obviously a very, very large amount that can influence people's careers in big ways. Lastly, companies expect you to negotiate. So not only are women not negotiating, but companies are expecting you to. So there's a huge break um, in that between the two. 
Um, 84% of employers expect job applicants to negotiate salary during the interview stage. So keep this in mind as we're talking through this presentation. Okay, let's get into basics. Where do you start? Um, negotiation can be really overwhelming, especially if you've never done it before. At the beginning of my career, I full transparency, I did not negotiate the first few offers I got. I was happy to graduate, happy to get a job, and was just so grateful that I could get into a job where I could make money. Um, but I didn't negotiate the first few offers and I left money on the table. So starting, be knowledgeable, do research, um, look up industry standards for the position you're looking at, for the location you're in, look at that price point of where you should be at and be educated and know what you're worth. That alone can help you then have effective conversations going forward. Giving like a recruiter or a hiring manager a salary range, you don't want to give an exact number, but start with that knowledge. Um, and we'll dive in here. Like having that knowledge then can lead you into good conversations. So one, now that you've kind of dove into a little bit of research, and I'll, I'll provide some, I provided some links in the presentation of how you can do that research, but getting that knowledge is pretty key. Then as you're having conversations with a recruiter or the hiring manager, it allows you to ask questions. Did they post a salary range on the position that you're applying for? If they didn't, ask them, um, what is the range for this position? Um, don't give them an exact number of what you're thinking. Try to put it back on them because they know the industry. You've now done your research. Trust that research that you've done. Don't give an exact number. If they ask you what you're expecting for a position, open it up because you've done your research. You know what that range should be. Something everybody always asks me is what if they ask what I'm making now? Um, as women, it's really hard because we just talked about how there's a gap um, between pay of men and women. So a lot of times if an employer asks you what you're making, you're probably making below market or below what male counterparts are being paid. So if someone asks me what I'm making now um, and I was feel like I'm underpaid for what I'm doing, I say one of the reasons I'm looking for a new position is because I feel like I'm undervalued, especially according to market standards. What is your pay range for this position? Then it allows for a healthy conversation, but then you're not going to get lowballed once again and you're constantly playing catch up. So next in kind of those core basics of an initial offer, healthy practices. You've talked to the recruiter, you kind of set expectations, you talked about the range of the job for the salary, you go through the whole interview process. That's like a whole other presentation around interviewing that I won't dive into today, obviously, but you've interviewed. Now the recruiter calls, they offer you a position immediately. You're like this girl in this picture. You're like, oh my gosh, I got the job. I'm so stoked. Don't accept on the phone. Um, thank the hiring manager for the offer and the potential joining the team. That is the number one thing I would say to anyone. Most women accept on the phone and a lot of people in general accept on the phone because they're so excited. Here's two options of things that I usually say to people when they call with a verbal offer. I say, thank you so much. I will review the official offer when you send it over and I'll get back to you in about two to three days. Or 
Thank you so much for the offer. I'm so excited about potentially joining the team. What is your timeline that you need me to get back to you? Does it work if I get back to you by this date? Then again, you're having a healthy conversation, but you've given yourself space to be able to look at the full offer. So many women leave money on the table by immediately accepting verbally before looking at an entire offer. This leads us to reviewing the full offer. Um, this is so, so key. Salary is only one part of the offer. Um, it's obviously a very key part of an offer, but where is that salary at in the range that you discussed with the recruiter? Does it meet the industry standard that you did research on? You need to look at that salary and see, did they come in at the low end? Did they come in at the high end? Recruiters know the industry. They're looking at that constantly. It's going to be a discussion. So take a look at where they landed in the range that you discussed. The other thing, look at long-term investments. So many people overlook these. And to me, a lot of these can be even more beneficial. Stock in a company, 401k plan. How much are they matching of a 401k? I've been at companies where there's no match of a 401k. I've been at companies where there's a one to 2% match. And I've been at companies where there's like a 5% match. That's a lot of money long-term, um, depending on how much they are matching. My mom always called it free money. <laughs> and it's not technically like free money because you're working for it. Um, you're working for the company, they value you, you value them. But that is money that the company is matching that you are putting in as a long-term financial investment. Also look at things like learning and education stipends. Um, this is something that in the current company I work for, I work for Help Scout, amazing company. Um, we offer a learning stipend, education stipend. So every year um, we give our employees $1,800 to just learn, spend it on conferences, books, um, subscription to Audible so that you can keep reading. But just what other things are they offering you in this offer that are good to look at for your long term growth? So many people are looking at just the opportunity in front of them and they forget about that long term growth. Also, obviously, look at health and dental. I think sometimes we look at it and we're like, cool, they have health and dental. But is it a good medical plan? Is it a good dental plan? I have terrible teeth. My dental plan needs to be great because I spend a lot of money on dental work. Um, so look into those things. What costs? Do they have an HSA that goes with those? Um, is there a home office stipend? Childcare costs. There's so much more to an offer than just the salary. Review the full offer. Next, analyze that offer. Take some time to actually review the offer. Um, what is the salary increase from your current position to your new position? One thing that a lot of people don't think about is does that put you in a new tax bracket? Um, there, I, I had one time in my career where I was in a current position and I was going to a new one and it was a big jump. The market had changed demand had changed, I was able to get a pretty substantial increase. That was great. But if I would have taken even, I think it was like three to 4,000 less, I actually would have been taxed less. Um, so I would have taken home more. 
Um, and again, you want to think long term. So if it's like a big amount, like eventually you're going to jump into that new tax bracket, you want to keep growing financially. But think about things as you're looking at the salary change that you'll be having. There's also been times in my life where I've taken a salary decrease. Um, I only did that once, but it was worth it because I was going into a company that I felt like I had good growth in. And I did. And I was able to grow into multiple positions and make a lot more than what I was making at the previous company. So that's kind of a rare thing. And it's not something I would maybe recommend day to day, but look overall again at the long-term options. Analyze, yes, right now, but long-term. Are you giving up any benefits? There's company to company, all companies range in the benefits that they offer their employees. So take a look at, are you giving up childcare going to this new company? How much is that going to cost you based on how many kids you have? Um, are they no longer matching a 401k or is this new company matching a 401k at a higher percentage? Look at the change of benefits, long-term investments, 401k, stock. Look at those. What are you getting? What is the cliff of a stock option that you're getting? Really look at that long-term investment. The other thing I would say when you're analyzing an offer, look at flexibility and happiness. Um, we, life is, can be stressful. Um, I love what I do, but I want to keep it that way. So when you're looking at an offer is, are you excited about the people you're going to be working with? Are you excited about the company? Um, I personally cannot work for a company where I think the product is boring. I have to be passionate about the product. I am a product leader. I love creating products. If the product doesn't jazz me, I am going to be bored out of my mind and I'm not going to last. Um, I want to be able to put my full heart into my work. So make sure you're happy with the decision that you're making. Next kind of basics of negotiation. Once you've personally analyzed the offer, you've taken a look at it. You've reviewed everything short term, long term. Call a few people, reach out to a few people you trust and can discuss details with that you feel comfortable doing that. Um, my little brother just recently got, um, he graduated, had a really good job, got an offer for a different one. And he called me and he was like, Kel, what do you think about these? Here's the benefits of this one, pros and cons. Here's the pros and cons of this one. What would you do? And we just talked about it for a minute. I was like, well, what are your mentorship opportunities here? What's the pay? What does long-term investment look like? Like we just talked through the two offers. He called two other people. He ultimately didn't go with the offer that I was maybe recommending. And I'm really proud of him because he talked to other people, some that were in the industry, different people that knew him, different people that knew the other company. And he made a great decision for his life, but it helped him do some critical thinking and analysis further and make the best decision. Also, a lot of people see things that you wouldn't. Um, you get so excited about your offer. You're like, this is going to be amazing. And sometimes you need other people to poke holes in things and be like, wait a minute, you actually would be giving up more than you think. Or, hey, you're giving up a lot of flexibility in your schedule. Is it worth it to you? People need, they bring good insights into your life. So trust those people. Then take some time for self-reflection. I do this. This is like a core practice that I do now in my life. Anytime that I have an offer to move into another chapter of my career. 
I always pause. I usually go for a hike, total mountain woman nerd. Um, I always usually go to the mountains by myself, um, send a beacon to my partner of where I'm going. And I just think, um, and I just sit there and think about these things of, do I want to accept this? Why am I excited about it? How will this affect my girls? How will this affect my partner and me and our day to day? Um, is this something that I want and why do I want it? Who am I going to get to work with? Do I have people that are going to elevate my thinking? How am I going to be able to grow? Why do I want to do this? Or do I not? Just pause for a minute. Like, I feel like life can be so fast. And we feel like we just have to run and do a million things and handle a million things and always be growing and always be pushing. Take a minute to breathe. Um, just think and ponder and be in the quiet for a minute to make a good decision. Okay, then responding. You've taken time, you've looked at the offer, you've talked to people about it, you've pondered the offer. Now you need to go back to the recruiter and respond and actually tell them if you want the offer or not. Keep in mind, they offered you the position. They chose you over every other candidate. It is not cheap to hire someone. <laughs> The process alone of interviewing, time, paperwork, putting offers together, talking as a team, this company just went through a lot to interview and, and then land on a hire for the position and they chose you. You don't need to justify your reasoning or personal details with negotiating back and forth. Focus on the offer, the salary and the benefits and think about why the company's lucky to have you. Why are you worth bringing on to the team? Like have some confidence in your communication. You can obviously like make sure it's a good fit for the company as well, but have that confidence that they want to hire you. So negotiate because they want to bring you on board. I put some templates in here um, that we can talk through for a minute. I want to make sure I'm leaving time for questions, but Usually my first response back to the company is very, very short. Thank you so much for sending over the offer. The entire process interviewing was great. Something speaking to the interview process. Um, and then I say, I'll review the details of the offer. So that's kind of like first response once they've sent over the official offer. Then took time, reflected. I'm going to now respond to the official offer. I usually do something simple like this of, hey, I reviewed the official offer. I do have a few questions first. And I dive into some things that I just want to get clarity on. You're not saying yes or no yet. You're just getting clarity. Does the company have a cell phone stipend? Um, small things, right? You could dive into small things. Or can you provide me with more details around the health and dental plan? Um, send me over that package of information. Um, Lastly, right now, my employer offers a high 401k percentage match. Does the company have plans to increase this? Um, poke at things that maybe they're not offering and just see if they have plans to do those things or if they can give further details on things that maybe are too vague in the offer. Just ask questions. Asking questions, you learn so much. So just ask questions in the second response. Then I go into kind of a third response. Um, this is where it's really asking and doing the actual negotiation. So I always thank them. Thanks so much for giving me further details on my questions. Um, 
focusing on some of these benefits, not having the cell phone stipend, right? Like kind of respond to their email a bit. Um, then I'm just very like, very straightforward. Like after doing a final review of the offer, would you be able to do X amount of an annual salary and X amount of whatever stock or other things that they may be offering? That's it. Um, keep it as simple as possible. Like I reviewed everything. Thanks so much for the further details. After reviewing all of that, would you be able to do this? They'll respond back with a yes or no of we can't do that, but we can do this. Or yeah, we can meet that. Let's close the deal. Just ask. Um, so many women leave money on the table because they're scared to ask. Um, you've done your research. You know what you're worth. You know what the industry is at. Ask. They expect you to negotiate. So ask. Okay. Common mistakes. We've touched on a few of these, but I like to highlight these specifically just so that it's very clear on things to try to avoid, to just keep improving on negotiation skills. One, not negotiating is the biggest mistake. Again, negotiate. Companies expect you to negotiate. Second, don't just focus on the salary. We talked about this. Review the full offer. Third, research. Do your research. Make sure you know what you're worth. Be educated. Make sure you know the market, the ranges, so you can have healthy, effective conversations. Very, very important. Time. Um, so many people feel like they need to make a decision right away. The company is not going to back out of an offer if you take two to three days. Um, at Help Scout, we actually have a philosophy that we are willing to wait for the right person. It's okay if it takes a minute, but we're willing to wait for the right person. When I was coming on board, I let them know, said, hey, I feel like two weeks would be too short with my last employer. I have a lot of things as a leader of the company. I need to give more time. They're like, yeah, that's fine. We totally understand. When would you like to come on board? I was like, oh, um, that's a much healthier practice. Um, I took two weeks off and spent time with my kids um, and spent some time with them and just decompressed and then started. Um, take your time. It's a big decision. You don't need to rush. I know we live in a world where it feels like you have to rush on everything. You don't. A few other things. One of the biggest negotiation mistakes is to reveal your position and tell the employer your lowest acceptable figure. Don't do that. Again, talk about the range. Ask them the range they're expecting for the position. Um, timing. Don't just quickly decline it if the offer is low and it doesn't meet your expectations, talk about it. Don't decline, communicate, just say, hey, this seems a little bit lower than what we discussed. I would love to talk through like what options we have here with range of salary. Talk, it's okay. Uh, starting again, give a start date that you feel comfortable with. Wait, companies, if it's a really good company, they'll wait for the right candidate. Sometimes, yes, they need to get someone in right away. That happens, very understandable. But overall, let them know that what a healthy time would be for you to start. And then accepting, again, do not verbally accept an offer. Get the full offer. That If there's like one key takeaway from this whole thing, don't verbally accept. Have them send you a written offer and review the full offer before accepting. Again, 
This is the other area that I feel like people make mistakes around. Take time to reflect. Why are you trying to get to this place in your career? Where are you ultimately trying to get to? Will this position help you get there? Is this a good strategic move? Ponder and think for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna quickly touch on this. Um, moving to Help Scout has been very, very eye-opening in terms of how companies are doing negotiation. Um, true equality of pay um, is equal pay for equal work based on the market, that's it. Uh, public pay levels and bands, like companies need to start just putting the pay band in the offer, the job description, sorry, in the job description. I don't know why we're trying to like hide information and maybe that's not the intent, but just like if you're starting a company, put the salary range in there. For this position, it'll be between X and Y. Um, don't ask what a candidate is making now. Like these things listed here continue to feed the gender pay gap. So if you're starting a company, take this into consideration. If you want more details on this, I am more than happy to jump on a call with anyone. We have a great recruiting team at Help Scout that has put in a ton of practices and we can honestly say that we have good, true equality of pay. And it has been so beautiful to finally work in a space where I know that there is equality of pay. Last thing to touch on, just kind of with the company side of things, um, keep in mind, um, if you are a leader, you're hiring, employees don't have to stay. Um, treat them like people, pay them what they're worth. The market is crazy. They can go find another job. Um, people are being hit up every day on LinkedIn and they can leave. Um, they can go somewhere else and get what they're worth. So it's going to be a lot more expensive for you to do a full round of hiring, trying to replace them, pay people what they're worth, adjust for the market. Inflation is insane. People need to be paid more than they were before because the world has grown. Um, as an employee, communicate and ask for what you feel you deserve. It is okay to go to your manager and say, hey, I need a pay increase. Inflation has gone up. I have worked here X amount. Here's what I've done for the company. I feel that I should receive a higher pay. I don't feel valued in what I'm being offered right now. That is okay to do. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.